Hello, friend, and welcome to part two of Creating Success Your Way, No Shame or Guilt Needed. My guest is my mentor, Morgana McCabe-Allen, and I cannot wait for you to dive in with us into this episode. As you may or may not know, my name is Rachel Freeman Sowers, also known as the Breakthrough Bitch, because I am passionate about helping LGBTQ plus neurodiverse and female entrepreneurs and communities to become more bold in the expression of themselves, their mission, and their truth in business and in life. My motto is helping every single one of you be 100% yourself 100% of the time. So I'm not going to take up any more time. We are going to automatically deep dive into this content. And if you are an entrepreneur or just someone in life that is ready to create the success that you want your way, it is absolutely possible. So make sure you stay until the end because we are giving some juicy truth bombs in here that will empower you to know that you can be 100% you 100% of the time and create the success that you want in business and in life. Okay, let's dive in. Okay, let's dive in. (laughs) One of the places that I would love to start, this is going to feel very familiar for you because it's a lot of the work that that you do, also that we do together with one another Mm -hmm. um, and that we do with the accreditation. It's to start to look at that voice that's inside of you Mm -hmm. and to begin to recognize that the voice that you hear is not the real you. So the hard voices, the critical voices, the voices that don't want to, the voices that are frightened, like those are not your voice. Those are reflections of parts of you or actually reflections of parts that are not you that you've picked up from culture and to um to begin to change the conversation with those and it's really tempting and we've probably all been there where you just are like shut up go away I don't want to hear you anymore and it's really it's really really tempting to try and like take that voice like just <laughs> stop yes. that now and you can't you can't hurt the voices inside of yourself into submission you can't punish them you can't control them and um, in fact actually part of where those voices come from is your response to being punished mm-hmm. and controlled and impacted yeah. in that way in your own life and so the way to start to change the voice inside your head is to change your relationship with the voice inside your head and to start to be curious and, and loving and inquiring and, and to hold that part of yourself. I think that this has been one of the biggest differences between therapeutic work and the work that I do now in this kind of coaching realm, you know, in the therapeutic world and the me- medical model it really is about, you know, you have this diagnosis, you're sick, these are the things. And yes, there is room for that in some area. But what I find is when, just like you've helped me do, and I get to help my clients do, is that when they discover that this isn't part of them and that they can, well, it's part of them, but it's not them, it mm-hmm. kind of helps um, kind of uh, become an observer in that relationship. And that really can help take us out of this model of illness. Yeah. Um, You know, I don't know about you, but I've been blamed for so many things in my whole entire life, how I felt, how I acted, 
when none of that was necessarily mine. It was just how I was taught to interact in this world. And so many people want to take on that responsibility and be like, oh, it's all about, and I don't mean an egotistical way, but more in a pain way, like, no, it's all my fault. No, what can I do? No, I should have done this, or I should have done that, or I shouldn't have done this. Right. Mm. Even that is cultural. Culture Mm -hmm. literally says, oh, that dirty bag of horrible, nasty laundry, that's yours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like all that shit, no, that's yours. <laughs> like, yes. Um, and so we're we're told that it's it's our problem, but in actual fact, um there's there is very little that I would say is a personal problem or is a mental health problem, for example, mm-hmm. that is not first, foremost, and always a societal problem and a cultural problem and a paradigm problem Mm -hmm. so if we can stop feeling like we have to own that and we we oh and I've got to be responsible for all of that and I've got to clean it all up all by myself well no actually you can just say here take that dirty ass laundry back Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I don't want that This this was never mine you can have it um, and so this is a way that we can liberate ourselves from big pieces of uh, toxic messaging instantaneously rather than feeling like we have to, you have to unlearn every single individual thought by itself. I, I also want to chat a minute about a lot of times when uh, maybe you've experienced in doing this deeper work with people. I know I've experienced it. People feel like their whole entire life is going to change. And that they won't know, like people have actually said to me, like, I don't even know who I would be without all of this. Mm. And so the fear can be really um, paralyzing for people to be like, well, this is how I've known myself for, well, let's just say I'm 49. So 49 years, I've known myself as this Mm. way. And that comfort that comes in that comfort zone, even though it's a painful kind of comfort that we've been told is normal. Mm-hmm. Oh, take a riff on that whole thing. Like right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's so true. And something I relate to very much. Um, as a child, I actually, um, it was very poetic. I was published as a, as a poet from before I was 10. I'm like published as an adult in adult anthologies and things. And so... I was really frightened to deal with my depression and anxiety and things because I thought I would lose the one part of myself that I actually liked, which was that poetic soul. And for a while I did, you know, there was a, there was a period where I was growing um, that I didn't write anything beautiful or creative or anything like that, but you know what it was? It wasn't that the, that creative or poetic side of me was gone it was that I believed it was gone. Mm. So therefore it was gone. And when I woke up one day and I was like, oh, that's still there. That that doesn't go away just because I'm feeling better. Like that's definitely still in there. It was just waiting for me to come back to. And I think that's definitely the thing that I wish that we were more present to. We are not a singular entity in a timeline that is moving steadily forward incrementally in equal seconds one after the other we are complex beings with a neurology that reflects um all the dimensions of time that we can experience like the neurological pathways of your future self are already developing in this moment as we speak and all your past selves are all there as well waiting to be rediscovered and so it's always there 
and you can bring something from the past version of you into the present version like again this is this thing of instantaneous transformation you can just go back and be like oh I like that thing about myself that's coming back and bring it back into the now but we're not told that and it's really convenient that we're not because then we get trapped in the whole like you're only as good as the last thing you did five seconds ago and you better prove yourself again in five more seconds or you're out okay so I just want that to sink in for everyone that's listening because I work with so many women that are on to the next thing and achieving and our whole self-worth has been brought to us by what we have achieved, what we've been able to prove that we can do for other people, which then leads us down a whole rabbit hole of guilt and shame and dysfunction. And um, what is the opposite word for wholeness? (laughs) like breaking up in just separate parts of ourselves. Like we just break apart as we tumble down this hole. And it's like, we don't have to be in that place. And when we can see that healing ourselves and really going into ourselves and recognizing the beauty that lives within us all along the spectrum of our life. And I'm not just talking about beautiful means that it's just the, what I call the queen part of me. I'm saying the beautiful me is the incredible shrinking girl part of me too. And really allowing myself to begin to love all parts of me. So as we get to know these parts of us and we get, begin to realize that the things that we have been doing, our patterns of behavior, our feelings, and how we're reacting or interacting in the world are because of the things that we've been taught, not actually because of the things that we said that we necessarily wanted. Like Mm -hmm. I didn't say out of the womb, oh, here, give me that trauma. Like I was just a baby, like coming out of the womb. Yeah. So we first start by looking at these parts of ourselves and beginning this healing relationship. And then we move into what I like to call playing with the possibility of what can be when I can love all of the parts of myself. What would be the next step to that? Mm. What's after that? I'm going to double back on something you said before in order to answer this. So when you were talking about that sort of tumbling down the hill and talking about the parts of us coming apart, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what it feels like. But I actually think the next stage is realizing that the opposite of wholeness is illusion, not Mm -hmm. brokenness. Because you cannot be broken, but you can be brought into the illusion of brokenness and there comes a point in your healing journey where the next step is to embrace that and to recognize that and to see that you have participated unintentionally in an illusion of yourself and to then move from the possibility of what could I be when you know what can I do if I if I could play with this idea of wholeness is to move through the other side of the illusion and recognize that your wholeness is already here because it, you can't lose that. Well, dang, like if you're listening to this, that's incredible. It's like you, you can't lose your wholeness. Like, and that the brokenness that you may be feeling in this moment is an illusion I've felt that transformation. And you said the words instantaneous transformation. 
And you've watched me have that transformation recently or over and over and over again, I think like to that next, the next reiteration of who I want to be in the world and, and really honoring my wholeness. So when that realization happens, it's almost like you get to feel complete, whole and perfect just as you are right now. So that's something I've said for a long time. And this is the example, like, I don't know if you've watched that movie, but last night we watched that movie Encanto. And (laughs) if you've been wondering what we're talking about, but if you related to any part of that movie, this is really recognizing that you're whole. And as a 49 year old woman and at the very end, and she's looking in that doorknob and she's, they're saying like, who do you see or what do you see? And she says, I see me chills ran over all of my whole entire body. And it was like, that is where I'm at now. Yeah. And that feeling is insane. Cause I remember wanting that feeling mm. and feeling like I had to do this. And I've tried, Lord knows how many things I've tried. I've tried accepting all the responsibility. I've tried learning something about myself. I've tried getting a PhD. I've tried all of these things. Yeah to recognize my own wholeness and none of that, honestly, none of it. I mean, there are parts of it. It's, it's played a part to the journey, whatever that means. And yet I really, all of, all of the things that we're told we need are maybe not even what we need externally. We need Mm -hmm. internal, not external. Yeah. I really honestly couldn't agree more. And I think that we all go through a period of looking for it externally and you're trying a lot of different modalities and different things. And, you know, I just want to say like, neither of us have bypassed this. Like, you know, we've come through the fire. Like we both had a lot, like, I mean, obviously I'm not going to share for you, but for me, my life has had a huge amount of trauma in it. And that has come with it a, a, a very deep and, a, a oftentimes dark journey where I, you know, had complex PTSD and flashbacks, and at one point was diagnosed with antipsychotics in my mid twenties because of those flashbacks and panic attacks and things like that. That um, it has come at trying all the things, and then eventually realizing that the vast majority of the things are ways to bypass what's really happening at the level of the body, heart, mind, and soul. And that, you know, how important it is to integrate those pieces together. And that's something that I loved about Encanto is that in a way, each of the individual family members also sort of represent a single person. Like that, yes, they each have their own narrative, but they're also, they're like part of a whole, they're part of a single system, which is the family. And that that's what this integration that we're talking about is. It's that, um, learning to love and accept the weird uncle, learning to love and accept the cantankerous grandma that criticized everybody, but you're doing it for yourself inside yourself with the yep. voices inside yourself. Yeah. I mean, like, ever, yes. I mean, walking through the journey, no one's, no one's either hasn't walked or won't continue to walk through part of that journey. Even now, you know, as I, really expand into feeling this wholeness on myself for the first time ever in my whole entire life. 
there is, there is another part of me that will continue to grow. There's another part of me that will come forward and say, Hey, you know, this is what I need from you. And the Mm -hmm. beauty of that is, is that there's no more fear about not having the answer. There's no more fear about not being enough. There's no more fear that something will happen. It is just simply me turning to this part of myself and saying, Hey, I hear you. I see you. I love you. Let's get through this together. And I tell my clients, it's like I go and take the hand of each different part of myself and they come up. And mm. I, it's, it's just this strong internal knowing that I can't even really describe. Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. I can share a little of one of my parts because... Yeah. I think sometimes it can be challenging for people to to sort of to recognize how the different parts can unfold. Um, Two of my parts interacted with one another in a very toxic way for a long time. It's important to recognize that there are internal relationships between the different parts of yourself that are not always beneficial. So there are two parts inside of me. And one of them is the part that uh, said the worst things to me. As, you know, as an abuse survivor, this was the part of me that said that I like that I was broken and defiled and I would never be clean and like horrible things. It's the part that maybe join religions and, you know, just try all kinds of things to find some form of um, absolution. And I would find a point where I had to put that voice outside of myself. And I would essentially, it would be like having a radar for another toxic person to come into my life because I so deeply needed to, for that voice to be with someone else that would tell the first person whose ears picked up. And the first person is always the person that's got bad intentions. So this person would show up and be like, hey, you know, you, you're right. Like, you need to talk. And I would tell them all the things and they would become the external representation of that voice. They would speak to me all the hate that I had been speaking inside myself. And during that time when they were being that role, the other voice inside of me could sort of wake up and say, you're better than this. You deserve more than this. Why are you taking this? And eventually that one would get strong and I would leave the relationship or whatever. Right. So I would, I would take a bold step on the back of that voice and then another person would show up and they'd be like, Hey, you know what? I deserve your life (laughs) because they were the, they were the piece that, um, that really resonated with the strong voice inside me. It was like, you deserve, you deserve it. You've worked for it. Like, don't let this person treat you like this, this take your life. It's yours. That voice, somebody else would come up and be like, Hey, I'm here to take your life. It's mine. Right. And then the, the other voice, the one I had just quietly um, squashed the other person, I'd be like, I mean, I literally had one boyfriend that I threw his stuff out the window, like literally threw his stuff out the window. It was like, be gone. Um, that would that one would come back inside me. And so the minute that this person shows up and says, here, I deserve your life. I'm here to take it. This one would be like, well, you are worthless after all. Just let them have it. And that was a cycle that I was in for a really long time where I would create this like amazing success of some form, but I would have a toxic relationship with a partner and I would fully step into the success and immediately give it to somebody else, you know, somebody that felt they were more entitled to, for whatever reason, so many times. And then I would go back down to like my baseline of not feeling good enough. And so I, throughout my life, had these spikes of creating something fantastic and then going back to baseline, create something again, go back. And 
actually witnessing those and okay neither one of them is actually me there's not a mental health issue that I'm describing by the way this is actually just the way that we function as a, like a, a singularly embodied collaborative entity of multiple different kind of facets and things right when I stopped thinking of myself as either of those voices and started to say I am the observer of these voices yeah then I could see, okay, those voices are not good for each other. <laughs> like those voices are, they're a bad influence on each other. We need to uh, bring those guys in and give them some love. Um, and then huge changes happened, mm-hmm. massive changes. And then the success that I created could be, you know, it was like taking a leap from a leap from a leap. And then mm-hmm. you realize you don't remember the last time you landed and you're flying. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, I think. I've experienced the same cycle as an entrepreneur. You know, I know that the work that we've done together has been about, you know, ultimately trusting myself and developing these relationships. The one that said, oh, you need this other thing to be successful because they are like, oh, this is how they make their so many much. This is how they hit their 6K I mean, six figure months or seven figure business. And this is what you need, or you need this specific strategy, or you need this specific um, tool, or you need me to guide you. And the Mm -hmm. funny thing is, is that you never told me I needed you to guide me. I don't tell my clients that they need me to guide them. It's about you. The work we've done together is you empowering me to become my own guide, me empowering other people to become their own guide, to love themselves with this unconditional um, regard or lack of, you know, non-judgmentally really see themselves in a different way. And that's where the freedom occurs. And people say, well, I'm back here at this again. I'm back here at this point again. And if you feel like you're back here at this point again, that is you going through this cycle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so many people feel that. I don't know if you're uh, people out there listening have maybe heard before you get more of what you are, not what you want. But we essentially will manifest or repeat the same cycle until we learn the lesson. And the universe kind of amplifies it each time. So it's like, uh, hey, you uh, didn't get that the last time. Uh, hello eventually it's like smack mm-hmm. upside the head until you really get it and for me that smack upside the head or at least one of the smacks outside the head with that particular cycle I just described wound up with me I had married the most recent of the people that I had uh, put the bad voice inside you know that one that I had told all my secrets to because he had seen that I was vulnerable and he showed up so charming in that moment and he was basically a stranger to me when I married him. We hardly knew each other. And it was really toxic in so many ways. And when I left that marriage, that was the point where I was like, I, I don't, is it me? Am I the problem? Am, am I the drama? I, <laughs> I think I might be. I think I might be the drama because it's not a coincidence anymore. This is like, how many times in a row have I told somebody that showed up just at the moment when I needed them to listen to me? And they turned out to be like that person. Mm-hmm. There's a pattern here that I'm going to have to address. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, the, and I mean, he, he had got violent at this point. I mean, uh, shortly before I first left him, 
um, he had tried to hit me while he was driving the car and I got out of the car while it was still moving. As he, was, he was like slowing down the town. I got out and ran away from him. Um, if I had stayed in that relationship or heaven forbid, if I had created another one without doing that work, I can't even imagine where I would be or if I even would be here right now. And that's just one example. Um, but there, there's many different patterns in each of our lives and you just get the same lesson over and over and it gets bigger and bigger until you're prepared to say, you know what? I'm not doing this again. Like mm-hmm. I will not rinse and repeat this cycle. It's time for something new. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the courage that it takes to look internally, right? Um, I remember my first wife, she stood in front of me and, you know, it had been a very abusive relationship and lots of dysfunction and lots of trauma reaction. And she was in my face yelling at me and saying her choice things. And it was in when I had finally told her that, you know, I want a divorce. And she's like, well, you want a divorce now just when I started loving you. And it was really interesting because that's the cycle that happened. Then you just stay for a little bit longer and you just stay for a little bit longer. And she was yelling at my face. And at that moment, just so much resolve. And honestly, I'm just like, if you don't back up, I'm going to hit you. Like, like, you've got to stop threatening me. Like, I'm just, but, um, but it's like recognizing those patterns and really not saying to yourself in a judgment sense, like, it's all because of me but really saying, I noticed the pattern mm-hmm. and I, I can know why it's happening. I can see why it's happened in my life. And now this is what I want instead. And, and going into that with this just level of confidence and courage, I mean, you talk about being courageous of heart, you know, being brave hearted in these moments and I think then that's like the work that really allows us to free ourselves in all areas of our lives. Mm-hmm. And that's what I know that your clients experience because I've experienced it. And that's what my clients experience. Right. So we've talked about a lot of, lot, a lot of different concepts today. And if you're watching or if you're listening on the podcast and you want to reach out and say, Hey, what is this about? Um, you know, you can reach out to Morgana. I'll make sure that her details are in the YouTube description. You can always reach out to me and I can, I'm more than happy to connect you with her if, um, if that's appropriate. Tell us where we can find you. Tell us, um, because you're my mentor, I know that there's something big coming up. So I want you to mention (laughs) that because I'm not going to get off the podcast or the show without mentioning that. And then, um, yeah. So tell us where we can find you and what's coming up. So my favorite place for people to find me is uh, on Facebook, just on my personal profile or in my group, which is called Unbecoming Aligned AF Purposeful Entrepreneurship. And there's something big that's coming up is the book Unbecoming, Your Unorthodox Guide to Radical Wholeness, which really goes into how our culture creates the these illusions of what we are and limits us through um, illusions that feel real and how we can begin to unpick that um, and not just one tiny thread at a time, but rather how do we liberate ourselves from the illusion in a, a much more complete way? And then what is it to start to become who you are? Um, after the book is the kind of, you know, the deeper work. Um, and I know Rachel definitely agrees with me on this, is that 
having somebody in relationship with you is so important because the traumas that we experience in our life and I don't just mean by this like the big ones is like a capital T I mean just the just the infraction of the world upon you and who you yeah. are um it, these things happen in relationship we are relational entities we understand what we are by looking at external reference and understanding okay well if that's that and this is this then I must be this right mm-hmm. And so to create a new version of yourself is something that has to happen in relationship. And so the book is like the first step. And I know that Rachel is a wonderful guide for taking people onward beyond there. Um, And clearly that's also my jam. (laughs) Well, and we've collaborated, you know, on recently on a program, it's called follow your North star. It is the best of, well, it has, wonderful things. Morgana has contributed into a portal and videos and things like that. And then other people such as myself get to come along and guide with the way that we can help the people that come to Mm -hmm. us too. So that collaboration is really great. So, um, you know, that's something else on, if you're wondering, like, how do I really get from here and start to deconstruct these illusions that I've been told and, really allow myself to become more free in the expression of myself and who I am in this world and my truth and to stop walking around with all of the pain that I've been carrying for so many years. It is possible to do that in a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. You don't have to take years in therapy. In fact, if you're doing years of therapy, I would question whether or not the therapy is even effective. So I'll just put that out there. That's a stance that I'll take. I mean, I think that's well worth pointing out that you're saying that as a therapist of like Mm -hmm. 15 plus years, because Mm -hmm. anybody can say that, but you're on the inside of it. Mm -hmm. And this work is, takes a, takes a very different approach and um, I love it. That's why I'm doing it now. And thank you to Morgana so much for inviting me to join you in that work. So I think what we'll do is we'll leave it there for now. Please make sure to reach out and go ahead and join um, Morgana's Facebook group. Um, you'll see me in that group. Um, and I'll make sure that the link is in the YouTube description, description below. So I'll end this video exactly how I end every single video. Please make sure to stay true to yourself, be kind to others, and always, always, always honor the wise one that is within you. I'll see you all on the next episode of Road to Radical Visibility. Bye.